1: To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast.
0: And now, here are Laura and Rhonda.
1: welcome to Whole Brain Teaching the podcast. I'm Laura Forehand. We're so glad that you're joining us today. And I'm Rhonda Arlt. And on today's podcast, we are
0: thrilled to have Platinum Certified Instructor, Susie St. Laurent. Welcome to the Whole Brain Teaching Podcast, Susie. Can we start by having... You're welcome. <laughs> Can we um, start by having you give a bit of an introduction of who you are, maybe where you live, what grade you teach, and how long you've been using Whole Brain Teaching? Okay,
2: um, so I have been um working with whole brain teaching for about 11 years. And I've, this is my 25th year teaching. Um, I teach in Salem, New Hampshire, but live in Auburn, New Hampshire. And uh, I started out in third grade, but second grade is when I started my whole brain teaching experience. And I've taught second grade since then.
1: Awesome. I am so glad that you're here and I would never have guessed just by looking at you because we can see Susie, <laughs> our listeners can't, but I would never have guessed that you've been teaching for 25 years. Just <laughs> so our you. listeners know she looks super young and
2: <laughs> fresh. I have know. the um, the the facial like make me look <laughs> better on the screen there, it's like,
0: yeah, <laughs> but I'm old. <won't.
1: laughs> but anyway, you look great, and I'm so glad that you're here today. So let's get some background information. First of all, how did you find whole brain teaching? I just think these stories are so incredible. So how did you find whole brain teaching? Uh,
2: so a friend of mine had found a. Video of a really young teacher with really young children. I think she was teaching horizontal or vertical lines or parallel lines, something like that. And she was using gestures, and when she was done, she clapped and said, Teach. And these little people turned toward each other and repeated exactly what she said. And when she asked for them to come back to her, they did that, and it just looked so engaging. And the kids. Um, We're having fun with it, and so is she, and that's where it started.
0: Well, that's cool, because I think, you know, we all, I've seen those videos, and I remember approaching my administrator with a video I'd seen, like, uh, I think it was on Pinterest or something, and saying, can I try this? Because it looked so engaging. So what was um, a most common teaching problem that you had before you started implementing whole brain teaching? Where were your struggles at?
2: So one of the main um, struggles was lack of engagement. So um, I was bored teaching the same old things and they were not giving me what I wanted all the time. Um, And I just felt like, you know, my job was kind of mediocre and it wasn't as exciting and fun as I could have made it. Um, And I thought that this would definitely make a change. And it has, you know,
1: that. I think is the thing that caught my eye. And Rhonda, you, you brought this up too when you looked at your Pinterest videos. I mean, to to look at the videos that we've seen and that are out there and how engaging they are and to think that at one point we were all just standing up in front of a class lecturing for goodness knows how long. I mean, it, it bores me just to think about it. So our poor children, right? I know. <laughs>
0: I taught this way for so long, too. That's what I feel terrible about.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's kind of like that, you know, when you know better, you do better. And so I think now that we know about whole brain teaching, we are doing better by the students that that we have now. So Susie, what is your favorite whole brain teaching strategy for solving that particular problem of students not being engaged or, you know, maybe what's your favorite whole brain teaching strategy overall it has to be using gestures
2: um i talk with my hands a lot. Um, and I am very active. Um, so I when I am listening to a lecture, I have to stand in the back of the room. I'm one of those people who needs to keep moving. And I know my kids need to do the same. So when I am teaching, um, using the gestures, they are either mirroring me or doing it while I'm doing it as silent mirrors. Um, and I've noticed too, that putting the gestures to what I'm teaching, they remember it so much better. I mean, the science is all there. If you mm-hmm. listen to coach and all his talk about the brain, um,
1: it really does work. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Ron. if you don't mind me interjecting one more thought sure. here. Um, so I've been doing a lot and coach has also been doing a lot of um, looking into like the science of trauma and the brain. And one thing that I keep hearing over and over is a lot of these students that have trauma and, and to be, to be fair, like the pandemic brought trauma to all of our students, really, we have that in common now. Um, But these kids need that movement. So like we're, I mean, while we're really starting to hone in on all the trauma research and brain um, work, it's interesting to know that whole brain teaching was kind of ahead of the head of the curve there, right? Because that's part of whole brain teaching is all that movement and gesturing that you're talking about.
2: Definitely. Um, I think I started because I had such an active class and I know I needed to have more movement for my kids to be able to move. And this was the perfect way to do it. And I
0: haven't stopped since. Yes, that's great. Well, one of the things I know that you wanted to share with the listeners was um, how whole brain teaching has created a positive environment in your classroom. Would you care to go ahead and share that?
2: Yes. Uh, there's so many parts of whole brain teaching that does this. Um, I have a few that I listed that come to mind. Sure. First off is the manners, just the thank you and the you're welcome. I hear it all the time in the classroom, out of the classroom. Um, When they go to specials, um, those teachers compliment them on using their manners. When they go home, the parents are noticing they're using their manners. Um, So that is something that just weaves throughout the day and continues even when they're not at a school environment. So that is a wonderful thing. I love the character education virtues, which are now called the happies. Um, Every day, we focus on uh, kindness, leadership, courage, grit, and then that brainy creativity part. Each day, um, we focus on a different part. I give out badges to students who are showing those um, each day. And then those students recognize another friend who gives the badge. And then we take their picture and recognize them as showing that kind of a happy. So that Every week, we're focusing on those wonderful traits to um, be proud of and show. And we work on those all week long and all day long. Um, I love the You're Still Cool because uh, one main thing in my classroom is that we all make mistakes and we learn from them. And that's so important. If we didn't make mistakes, it'd be hard to do your best learning because you're really thinking about what went wrong and how you can fix it next time. And mistakes happen both academically and socially. So um, talking about that, you're still cool. We are allowed to make mistakes. Teachers make mistakes. I do it all the time (laughs) and I hear it all day. So um, that's another great thing. Um, The peace circle is another piece that we put in every morning. That's a piece of my um, morning meeting time. And we start with compliments and that's the time when students work on deep compliments uh, for one another and sharing. So they have the time to share what's going on outside of school, or what's going on personally with sports or the interests that they have, which I think now in school, it's hard to take that time to really learn who they are outside of the school day, because there's so much to do. So uh, that's another piece where you can really just take the time and have conversations and compliment one another. And it just feels really good to be there. Uh there's uh, even more. <laughs> <don't> <laughs> there's so so much. I'm sure um, want to hear it, so go
0: ahead. The,
2: the Rascal X was something I start my year off with. Um, I think he might have changed the name this year. It was like something about making connections. We actually kind of self- Assess yourself as a teacher um, with a, with the kids that you're trying to make those connections with and really spending time at the beginning of the year, learning as much as you can about each child, what their interests are and making those connections builds a bond, which helps the rest of the year go so smoothly. So when you do run into a bump, uh, they know that you do care about them. You form those relationships and they're there to talk to you about what's going on if they are having some sort of difficulty with something and they build that trust with you because you do show at the beginning of the year that you're you want to know all about them and you you are excited to work with them too
0: all right that's just a few <laughs> right i know there's so much but i'm glad that you shared all of those with the listeners because i think teachers really need to focus in on that positive environment to help their kids and I mean, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned manners, because when Laura and I first started whole teaching, manners wasn't part of that. But then once we implemented that, I saw a big difference. And I like you, I had parents saying, you know, I'm hearing this, you know, please and thank you. you know, and they were surprised, too. And, you know, when whole teaching started, I was thrilled with it and it just kept getting better. I mean, he kept adding things into it. So mm-hmm. Glad you mentioned all those that you did because those are all neat. A lot. <laughs>
1: oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot and whole brain teaching has a lot of components to it. Um I love how you pointed out just all the relationship building aspects of whole brain teaching because again, you know, not to harp on this, uh trauma informed, but so many schools are going that direction of being trauma informed and we have to have those relationships with our students. They need to know that we care about them. Not just when they're in our classroom, but like you said, what's going on, you know, what's their favorite thing to do outside of the classroom and just finding something to connect with them. Um, we're all hard, hardwired for connection and, and that's just such a beautiful way to, to connect with them. And I'll reiterate what Rhonda said about the manners. Like I hear that in my, in my, throughout my school building with my students, like they're leaving the cafeteria and they're telling the, the, um, the cooks. You know, thank you. Have a great day. You know, thank you so much for serving us today. I mean, that's huge, right? We yeah. we typically just think, well, that's your job. You're supposed to be giving me food every day. And we don't really think about, you know, telling them like, thank you for all you do to help our school, you know, survive day, day in and day out. So yeah, I think it makes them think about others rather than themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Such a good point. Well, as you said, whole brain teaching does have a lot of components to it. You only mentioned a few. Really, there are so many more. But what are some tips you might give to someone who is starting out with whole brain teaching? Because there is so much. Like, what's the best way, in your opinion, to successfully implement, excuse me, implement whole brain teaching?
2: I think the best advice is to go slow and take bits and pieces when you are ready. Um, Like my first year was just, I loved the the class, yes, attention getter. I thought it was amazing and and creating all the varieties um, really was fun. So that's pretty much where I started. And then I moved into the rules um, and then we started doing more of the magic circle, which is what he calls it now. Um, But I think just like, learning one piece and implementing that until you feel really good about it or you feel confident, and then adding another piece to it. And then throughout the year, you can add it or as the years progress. I mean, like I've said, this is my 11th year, but I'm still learning new things. And then I forget some of the old things I've done and I try them again. So um, and that's the great thing, too, is there are pieces you can use one year that you may not need the next year. Or there's pieces that you love so much that really work well every single year. So you can really make it your own almost like puzzle pieces to put together um, to have a successful year.
0: I like how you put that too. And I think that's some great advice. So let me just ask you, what was the easiest part of whole brain teaching for you to implement when you first started?
2: I think it was the class, yes, um, because it was quick. Um, and uh, like now the the school uses some sort of variation of that after we read the books together um, and started practicing some things. And I think the rules came next because that was just a, a clear cut way to have a classroom management. Um, the class, yes, attention getter into the magic circle piece was where probably I ended up doing um, – when I got certified, that's where I really honed in on that area. And that was not too long ago. So it, you know, it took me many years to add little pieces, but just starting off with those was the easiest for me.
1: Yeah. Um, So I'm going to kind of flip the script a little bit. So what was the most difficult part? And maybe it still is difficult for you to implement
2: not talking a lot,
1: (laughs) Uh, right? Yeah.
2: Keeping, um, you know, all the curriculum we use nowadays, there's a lot of teacher talk in it and you have to kind of pull out the pieces that um, you can teach in small chunks. So that small chunk teaching um, and doing that lesson planning prior to, it's a lot of work, but it is so beneficial and it makes those lessons go quickly and they're much Mm -hmm. more exciting when I put in that work of making sure I'm teaching in small chunks and where they can turn
1: and talk to um, teach it. Yeah, that adds, that adds to that, um, that engagement piece that you were talking about, right? So the the less we talk, the more engaged our students can be. And mm-hmm. uh, what, how do you feel about this? Do you feel like the behavior aspect then is diminished? Like when your kids are more engaged in teaching each other? I mean, do do you find that you have fewer maybe um, interruptions in your teaching? (laughs) Definitely.
2: Uh, Because there's no time when they turn and teach and they come right back at you. They're ready for the next piece and then they turn and teach. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot of movement. It's um, when you're when you put in the preparation, it's fast paced and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids are able to follow, it, especially if it's, you know, you continue throughout with review and where the kids actually review it. That was a funny story from um this week we were working on a video and and one of my students spoke in a very long chunk. And the rest of the class just stood and stared at yeah. him because they they couldn't remember what he started with and where he ended. And so we <laughs> had to say, oh remember we gotta do less talking and turn and talk so mm-hmm. that we can remember all the parts that we want mm-hmm. to say to you. And so that was kind of neat to see it on another end of a student teaching rather than me teaching. Okay. That
1: is, I, will, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that I'm sure Rhonda can remember too, the times that it happened in her classroom, but that happens. And then, yeah, the kids just like turn and look at me and they're like, we're not really <laughs> sure what we're supposed to say right now. So then you have to kind of go back and, and reteach how to chunk you know, yeah. so it's all a learning process. But, you know, that's where that you're so cool comes in that you're yes, talking about. Definitely
0: a good component. Well, I'm going to switch up my next question for you a little bit. If someone is hesitant, like if a teacher's hesitant, they don't know whether to try whole brain teaching. What could you tell them to get them started on it or what advice could you give them?
2: Well, I know Coach is coming out with a, a new book real soon. So I'm definitely going to be promoting that book um, yeah. because I'm excited to see what's in there. Um, and that's, you know, after I had seen that video, that's what I did. I went and got the book and I read it on my own. And then I took the pieces there and went to the website. Um, and there's, that's the nice thing is there's so many resources to go to. Um, so I think starting with a small piece of that and then trying to implement it either with with friends <laughs> or with students um, and just seeing how it goes. And um, you can always tweak it if it's not going smoothly for you.
0: And I think it's important too. you don't I mean, your whole school doesn't have to do it. I mean, I know I was the only one in my school that did it, Mm -hmm. you know, even in my department. So, you know, it's okay to be alone because there's a lot of support out there for Mm -hmm. other teachers that will help support you and get it through, get through it with you. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think just taking the jump to try something new is always a little scary because you've done things a certain way for so long and to kind of mix it up and try something new can be a little nerve wracking,
0: but it's right. worth it. So if you're hesitant out there, listeners, <laughs> jump right into it, get started. You'll,
1: you'll never regret it. I guarantee it. <laughs> right. And to and take it, fun. to take it slow, like you're saying, Susie, you know, just take one piece. Important. And honestly, if that's all you do, like if class, yes, is all you do for an entire semester, like there's no wrong way to do it. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like whatever is going to work for your personality and your kids, like as as you said, if you know your kids in your classroom, you know, they're going to need more walking around. So that's what you implement more that year. So really good advice. So we've talked about a lot of things and you've, you've brought up a lot of different strategies that are so important with whole brain teaching. And so if, if our listeners want to get in touch with you because they have a question or they want some clarification on something, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
2: Um, so I have my own whole brain teaching email, Suzanne (laughs) St. Laurent at wholebrainteaching.com. So it's
0: just my full name all together at wholebrainteaching.com. Awesome. Well, Susie, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast and getting to know you a little bit more. Thank you so much for sharing your whole brain teaching journey with us. I know it will help so many of our listeners. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yes, it is. It is always so great to hear another teacher's story on whole brain teaching. I think there's aspects that are similar in our journeys, but there are definitely aspects that are very different. And I love that we can learn from each other. So thank you, Susie, for being a part of this podcast today. We do appreciate your willingness to help so many teachers out there. Um, remember to check out our the Whole Brain Teaching website that Susie mentioned, www.wholebrainteaching.com, for more information about Whole Brain Teaching, and also just a reminder to check out the Whole Brain Teaching official store on Teachers Pay Teachers for all those great free resources that Susie was referring to.
0: Right, and like Susie said, um, Coach is working on another book, so it, I think it's in its final stages, so we're excited about that, so once again thank you so much Susie and thank you to all our listeners for joining us today don't forget to subscribe like and share this with all your teacher friends and even your administrators we are extremely grateful for each and every one of you until next time bye-bye